For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, we are doing a different kind of planning, the planning that happens with our stuff, because I have a professional organizer on the show today, Star Hansen. I really like Star's philosophy around organization because she really takes things a step deeper to figure out why the disorganization is happening, and also a little bit of like, hey, does your stuff even need to be that organized? Are you really even that kind of person? (laughs) Like we don't all have to be the show home that you see on Instagram or in magazines, if that is even still a thing, on Pinterest. You know, it's just a lot more real these days. And I think she really gets to the heart of that and addresses organization from an individual perspective and other things that might be weighing on us contributing to the state of our homes. So it was so good to be able to talk with her. We really got into it. We had so much fun. I'm hoping to have her back on the show again in the spring and we can talk all about spring cleaning. This episode really focuses more on organizing in general, plus the holidays and New Year's coming around. So I hope you're really going to enjoy it. But before we get there, if you are in that planning mode, as I know a lot of us are for New Year, then Patreon with our Live Well Together community is the place to be. Can I just tell you that? We are having such a good time over there diving into all kinds of different planning methods. We have our December challenge going on, which it is not too late to enter, where we have very simple daily challenges that we're doing all through the month that you can actually compete for prizes. So that is very fun. But we are also really deep diving into the whole idea of planning right now on getting better control of our lives, taking those small steps every day that lead us to bigger accumulated change over time. We're really getting getting into it. I am getting into a little bit more like plannerly things. I have actually bought a new bullet journal for 2024 that I'm very excited about to be incorporating more analog planning into my planning method along with my digital planning this next coming year. And we are doing all of that over in Patreon. So if you would like to be a part of that, we would love for you to come and join us over at patreon.com slash live well together. Again, that's patreon.com slash live well together. Come and join the community. It's a great group of ladies and it's going to help you to, you know, like feel more organized and together and have accountability and friendship heading into 2024. But without further ado, let's talk about our homes and organizing with the one and only Star Hansen. Welcome, Star. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you today. I, okay, I'm going to, we're going to dive in here really quick. I'm going to have you introduce yourself in a second, but I had some like, "Mm, I hope people are going to be okay with this, having you on the show because of the name of your book. I know there are people (laughs) who listen to this podcast who are going to be like clutching their pearls and ladies, 
let them go. Just let them go because there's so much goodness in this book. And sometimes like I'm here for a curse word every once in a while. So I just want you all, like I talked about this in Patreon today and one gal said, I'm ripping off my pearls. I was like, thank you. Sometimes we just need to because there's so much goodness in this book and I can't wait to talk about it. So would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Star Hansen. I'm a certified professional organizer and clutter whisperer, and I'm the author of the book, Why the F Am I Still Not Organized? And you don't have to say the F word. Yeah. I also will say to people like, why in the world? But why I titled it that was because that was what I kept hearing people say yeah. over and over. They would try to get organized and they're like, why can't I do this? What is, what's wrong with me? And they would personalize it. And that answer is through the book, which is there's nothing wrong with you. Let me yeah. tell you why organization has been difficult. And then let's unpack what you can do instead and how it's not you. Like it's, you're not the problem. And that's that answer in that book is how do we start to live not feeling like we are the you know, the issue with our chaos in our lives. Yeah. And I love that it really is like, it's an organizational book, obviously, but it is so much deeper than that. It goes into so much more of what is behind it, like why you keep getting unorganized and what happens and what chaos serves in our life. And that I thought was so unique compared to, cause I've read a lot of organizing books, you know, and I've had organizing people on the show before, but I felt like that was a really like a nice different approach that we need to encounter. I mean, you almost, I mean, I think you kind of do talk about it as counseling in a way. Like yeah. you, you're more than just an organizer. You're helping people kind of like sort through their lives. So, I mean, how, how did you get to that place of realizing it's more than just, we need to get you organized? Well, when I first started my business, it was really clear quite quickly that anyone can learn how to organize a space, but sure. to manage the emotions that come up during the organizing process, the lifestyle transitions that people are in the middle of, that's a different set of skills because- I mean, I can teach you the 10 steps for how to get organized, no problem. And even if you know them all, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be able to apply them based on what's happening in your life, based on what's happening in your brain. And what I was so you know, brokenhearted about was watching people feel so broken and yeah. like they were the issue. And I kept seeing this over and over again, but I'm on the outside watching these patterns in everyone I'm working with. I'm watching people with ADHD who really have a brain that's actually a genius superpower yeah. beating themselves up for forgetting to close a cabinet door instead of just ripping their cabinet doors off. Like what if you just don't do cabinet doors? Great. Gone, done. Now let your genius shine. People with hoarding disorder who are absolute geniuses in certain areas of their lives who did not know where to put a pen to save their lives and watching them beat themselves up. And then my experience was I would see the beating themselves up is the thing that would derail them from making progress. So mm -hmm. we can't bully ourselves. We have to kind of change the clutter game and organizing bins, boxes, labels, systems, if that was going to work, it already would have worked. And so what I'm trying to do is help people awaken their own organizing genius to put down that kind of drum of attack and instead get really curious about who they are, what they're trying to create in their lives and how clutter might actually be proof of their genius and a potential vehicle for them to expand in every area of their lives. 
Yeah, I think that's so interesting. I mean, and you go into a lot in the book. You have, I think, a whole chapter about how clutter can possibly like reveal your genius and and sort of the the reasons behind it. And it was something that my mom always <laughs> was frustrated with me growing up because I had this big room in high school. I had the um, bonus room over the garage. So it was like this big, long room. And so I kind of had it like sectioned off into different areas because it was so big. And it was just covered in stuff all the time. But she could ask me, where is that thing that you need or whatever? And I could go directly to where it was like, oh, it's under this pile. Like, I know where it's at. <laughs> I just totally don't keep it clean. And I don't know what what was behind that. Then we're going to you didn't even know this. We're going to get into like a little personal coaching Ooh, session. I'm here me. for it. I mean, I definitely have clutter in different areas of my house. And being an adult now, I i mean, I have four kids, so they contribute. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no human with four kids who doesn't experience a level of clutter. Because yeah. so clutter, we just have decided to villainize it. It's this evil entity, this horrible, it's a mark against you as a person. No, it's not. It is, a, it is proof of a full and active life. Now, and I just want to just say this because this comes up sometimes for people. I'm not talking about next level hoarding disorder or sure. people who have not, you know, like dialed in how their brain chemistry works and their medication or whatever they need in order to get their themselves under control. I just want to name that for yeah. anyone who is struggling. You are allowed to be in chaos and frustrated and figuring out your brain chemistry and what you need. What we're talking about is the clutter, the chaos of living that full and active life that just won't go away. And you yeah. clear off the kitchen counter, then that pile of kids' homework comes right back. And, you know, it's just like, what if we soften the lens? What if we say, you've got four kids, what a blessing. I didn't yeah. have any kids. I would, I'd give you my right arm for four kids. I'll swap you. Right. <laughs> so it's that chaos is beautiful and, on, and it only lasts for so long. And how can we find the gratitude in it? Now we want to get organized too, but we also want to like do it with a softer, more loving touch also. Yeah. Well, and something that I have talked about with my patrons a lot before I'm going, I have like so many different thoughts in my head. So we're going to come back to the thing I was going to talk about a minute ago. And you're going to coach me on something, but so what you're saying though, I've talked about with my patrons, everybody I think has a different clutter threshold. Some people have a much higher threshold and some people it's like, no, I need the space empty and clear. And I also think it can change at different points in our life. I mean, obviously when I was in high school, I had a very high clutter threshold. Now I think I still have a higher clutter threshold, but I prefer for it to be organized and put away. But it's not yes. going to be like the end of the world for me if it's not. You know, I think we yeah. all have to kind of figure that out for ourselves. Well, and I love what you're saying so much because the truth is that there there is such a wide variety of what organization means and what clarity means and what clutter means. There, you know, there's so many great resources. There's the Institute for Challenging Disorganization. There's something also called the Clutter Image Rating Scale from the International OCD Foundation. And it basically shows nine different images, anywhere from a perfectly organized room all the way to you don't even have goat trails to walk around in that room. And most people, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, I'm a nine man. I'm a nine. And it's like, no, my friend, you're like a yeah. three, Yeah. but it's, but we want to really honor that it feels sometimes like a nine, because when we have a level of cluttering chaos that makes our lives feel less functional, it will feel, yeah. it'll escalate and feel like a 10 or a 12. And so we want to honor that. And what we want to do is find your sweet spot. This was like yeah. a really tough thing when I started organizing, because I 
have like a semi-photographic memory. So I can remember where I put my first client's passport 20 years wow. ago. It's insane. So if you get I a touched... lot of calls. Yeah, like, I do. Hey, where's that thing? <laughs> totally. I'm like, we put it in that thing. Don't you remember? If I touched it, I know. Or someone will say, have you seen this thing? And I'm like, I don't have any history of that. <laughs> it's like, there's no, <laughs> there's no background in my mind yeah. of that. But you know, it's like, so you don't want me organizing your house if you're not if you're, if you're someone who's more visual than I am. And so you really want to create a space that works for how your brain works. And if I went into your home and organized the way I perceive that, you know, being organized would look, you would be probably very uncomfortable in that home because it's not mm -hmm. tailored to you. And we want to really say, what does it feel like to be in a house that feels warm and embracing to you? My, I have a client who needed a lot of stuff. She wants every single surface. I mean, wall, I mean, bookshelf, I mean, any corner that's not a walkway, she wants it full because growing up, she grew up in a, a state of scarcity and lack. And that was really traumatizing to her and really hard. And for her to be surrounded with stuff makes her feel safe. So what we want to do is not push her beyond her tipping point to where she can't function, but have enough stuff that she feels a state of homeostasis. And mm -hmm. that's a more accelerated version, but whatever our version is of what we need in order to feel like we have a thriving home is what we want to set it up as. Like there's no judgment. There's no competition. That's one of the reasons why social media is so tricky because- yeah you know, you see the Kardashians closet. I'm going to just spoiler alert here. They're not the ones maintaining it. You think yeah. Kim is staying home on the weekend to organize her clutter? Probably not yeah, no. friends. Yeah, yeah. She's got people for that. So we don't need to hold ourselves to those standards and instead say, what do I need in order to feel like I'm thriving? Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I think it's that such that personal process that you need to figure out what is right for you. And, and that also that can change throughout your life. I mean, you, people who have new babies and, you know, like all that kind of thing, like, hello, like give yourself some grace. And I think those are some of the women who are the hardest on themselves because they're still trying to maintain what they did pre-baby or, you know, like, no, no, we need to give ourselves a break. And no one knows what they're doing with kids. Yeah. Like, even if you've had three kids before, your fourth is going to come in and they're going to be like, oh, yep. Oh, I'm going to do it a little different this time, mom. Like yep. it's never the same. And this, you know, I see this also with moves. People will spend so much time preparing for a move only to land at the other house and be like, oh, wait, I have to work tomorrow. I didn't budget time to settle in, unpack, decorate, strategize. Oh, it's there's so many layers to these things that cause big clutter in our lives. Ladies, I've got the perfect company to go to if you are trying to figure out Christmas presents for almost anyone who is an adult in your life, and that is Caraway, my beloved, long-loved Caraway. Yes, I have their pans. You guys know that. I've been using them for years. I love them because they're non-toxic, plus they look pretty in my kitchen, and they're very organized in my cupboard because they come with their own organizing solution right when you buy them. But more than that, Caraway has really expanded in the last year. So they literally have something for everyone on your list. Like, in a couple of years, when Roman goes off to college, their food storage, that is going to be in his little mini fridge. 
in his college dorm room because it's so good. They now have stainless steel cookware. They have a whistling tea kettle. They have so many different things. They even have knives. Now, that is on my personal wish list this year because they're so good. I know everything that Caraway makes is high quality, non-toxic, and just the best on the market. They've got over 50,000 five-star reviews of people who absolutely love their kitchenware because they literally think of it from every single angle. It's functionality. Everything that you can cook with from Caraway, whether it's their pots and pans or their bakeware, it's all non-stick, which is super awesome because it just cleans up so nicely, plus it cooks your food really well. You don't have to worry about any of those forever chemicals leaching into your food because it's all clean and they look pretty. And you know, I'm a three. I really like when my stuff looks pretty. So they think of it from every angle, plus they continue to create new products that are going to help make your kitchen more efficient and less toxic, which I absolutely love. So become the favorite gift giver in your family this Christmas and buy your gifts from Caraway. But make sure you get them before December 15th so that you know that they are going to be under the tree and will be delivered in time. Visit carawayhome.com LWA to take advantage of my limited time offer for up to 20% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners and won't last long. So visit carawayhome.com slash LWA to get new kitchenware before the holidays. Make sure you get it before December 15th. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And and that changes. Like you're not always going to have the little babies or you're not always going to like right now <laughs> I'm battling my eight and my 11 year old over their room. And so this is this is where you come in and actually not for them, for me, because I keep going every weekend that they're away at their dads. I go in there and I clean their room and it's driving me crazy because I'm like, you guys, I feel so disrespected. He just like, keep it clean. But then my 11 year old came in my bathroom this morning. <laughs> she was like, so you're real frustrated with our room, but I walk in here to your bathroom and every surface on this counter is covered with hair products and hair dryer and skincare products. And she goes, I've seen you clean it, but it ends up like this. And I was like, well, here, little miss, the difference is that I'm the one who will clean that too. So I'm allowed to make my own mess that I'm the one cleaning it up, but I'm the one cleaning your bedroom. So that's, that's where you need to keep it in check. But why does my bathroom keep ending up like this? Yeah, Because I keep like, I think it's sort of like a accessibility thing like as soon Mm -hmm. as I put it under the cabinet then I either forget about it or it's a hassle to get it out or I think I don't have the time to keep up with it but I don't want everything out on the counter so why do I keep doing this oh my gosh well you're talking about such a practical challenge with clutter I was literally in my kitchen thinking about this this morning because as I was looking I was like I don't want to have every appliance out and yet by not having those appliances out I don't make Sometimes I don't make healthy food. I'll have like girl dinner yeah, and be like crackers and a string cheese. Why not? (laughs) No cooking. (laughs) You know, it's like, maybe not. And if I left my rice cooker out, that's just as easy as grabbing string cheese and peeling it. It's, you know, I don't know. So it's, there is a functionality with it. I think what happens a lot of times is we don't fully lean into the systems that we know work for us. Mm -hmm. So if you having things out is really helpful for you and you want it beautiful, how do you do both? Like we have this assumption that it's this or that. Mm. What if it's this and that I want my 
blow dryer out hanging, is there a cool way, an artistic way, an interesting way that I could hang it that would look really like awesome that would take me no time to put away? Do I need to rip the, you know, the cabinets off of my, you know, cabinets under or the doors off of my cabinets in order to make it more accessible and paint the inside of that cabinet and do really interesting, cool shelves that just pull out with no lids. If we say, okay, what is something about the cluttered counter is working for you? And you named it right away. It's accessibility. So how can you make the items that are there more accessible without adding to a more cluttered look? And sometimes we have to have a come to Jesus with ourselves because we have this like emotional connection to 10 body lotions that are almost empty, but not all the way. You know, so it's like, you might only need one and then the backups can go in the hall closet, but you're like, but if I leave them out, I might use them. Like we have to start kind of siphoning off projects and saying either, no, this project isn't worth my energy or it is. And I'm going to spend an hour on this, you know, lotion project because it's what it's going to take to cut the lids off of everything and use a spatula to scrape it all out and put it in one jar. And it's like, and then you know, through organizing, it's not just about making it look pretty once. If we're doing it right, we are looking at the systems, like really evolving the systems we need in order to grow and live in a more sustainable way. And so looking at it, yes, is like, how do you organize with the lens of decorating of like, how do I make this really pretty and accessible? That's my bar. It'll probably kick a lot of things that you're holding on to just in case right out the door. And, you know, and it'll also kind of, it'll awaken you to, you know, I've been meaning to paint the walls orange. And until I do that, I don't want to do anything. Like there's this feeling sometimes where it's like, if it's not perfect, it's not worth it. Yeah. So it's like, and you have four kids. So who wants to take a whole day to do that when there's about a thousand other things you would probably rather do. So just saying, what's a good enough version of this? Like what's a version of this that I can do that will give me that accessibility and give me that beauty without costing me 15 days. And, and even if it does take you four hours, if you get a system that really works for you, you're not going to have the same cleanup every week or every month that you're having now. So you're actually going to save time over and above. Yeah, I think that's that's such a good point because I think we we so much of the time get in our own way because yeah. it's not going to be perfect where yeah. you could find something that really just worked for you, even if it isn't the ultimate. And saying yes to what you know. I want these things out. These are the five things I use every day and I'm just not going to put them away. Now I'm going to brainstorm five ways that I can have that happen in a way that doesn't make me want to punch myself in the face. Like we were talking right before we started, how whenever we set up to do podcasting, there's so many cords, there's just so many cords, there's wired headphones and microphones. And, but the minute we're off this call today, I'm literally putting everything in a drawer because I don't want to look at it and I will pull it out when I need it, but I require cord free when I'm operating in my life. So you kind of have to find that same level for yourself around the bathroom, but can we like unpack for a second, the kids stuff? Cause I think this is like okay. super, super important. Yes. So, okay. So I just want to say it is one of the most difficult things in the world to parent. It just is. There's no owner's manual. Every kid is different. You are yeah. different. You're doing this alone. So that's a whole other level of challenging their mothers and fathers do not get enough love in our society for the amount of unpaid, thankless work. It is just such a thankless, it's thankful, but like, there's a lot of thankless things that you're like, I made dinner for five hours and they just complained. Thanks guys. So it can be really, really difficult. 
And one of the things that is difficult is keeping up a tidy house. And a lot of times what we're doing, especially when you have multiple kids is you are racing to try to get the house clean between making sure that they don't kill themselves and they're fed and they're at school. And it's like, there's a million things going on. And what we often lose in that whole journey is teaching them how to organize. I have so many people who have constant memories of being told to go clean their room, but no memory of being taught how to clean their room. And we have to take the time to instill these skills on our kids. And I am saying the most annoying, slightly impossible thing I can say, but it's also the most necessary thing because if you want your kids to launch, we have to spend some time like, like, so when I go into someone's home, the first thing I do is I'm doing it for them, just like what you're doing. And they're watching, they're watching, they're tracking what's going on. And then when they stop feeling paralyzed, we start doing it together. Okay, great. Now we're going to do, and I start talking out loud. Okay, here's what we're doing. And I, we start doing it together. Then they start doing it and I start watching hmm. and then they're doing it and I'm not even there anymore. And that's how we kind of disconnect ourselves from the process because they have to learn and we have to take time, just like how you would teach them any other skill we have to think about organizing is not just simply a chore, but it's a life skill that you are teaching them so that they can spend the rest of their lives knowing how to do this. And it is annoying at first and it is challenging at first and they may not like it and sorry, kid. Oh, well, but I need you to be a functional human in society. And this is one of the basic life skills that is required for that. And it's, it's a really important conversation to have with our kids these days, because it's just not something that's normally taught or expressed. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's a very good point. I think I keep thinking like, well, if I just get in there while they're gone, I'm going to eliminate enough stuff that they're not going to be able to like push back on me on because they're not there to be like, no, I'm going to use that thing I haven't touched in a year or whatever. And so I keep thinking I'm going to be able to eliminate enough things that they will be able to keep it cleaner, but so far that's not working. <laughs> so, well, and we want to have yeah. them take responsibility. And here's the yeah. thing too. So uh, they found this with hoarding disorder that if someone comes in and gets rid of someone else's stuff that's in a hoarded situation, they tend to reclutter plus 30%. So they'll reclutter oh, wow. whatever they already had plus 30. It's next level. And so what one of the reasons why that happens is because it's so violating when someone comes in and yeah. takes our stuff. Now, your three-year-old, a two-year-old, they're not, you know, it's fine. Go about your life. They're not in that place, yeah. maybe developmentally. Eight, 11, 15, they can make decisions. And so again, part of it is, so we're teaching them. So organization is about systems, but it's also about paring down. Where do things go when you get rid of things? Why should we get rid of things? What are the questions we need to ask ourselves in order to know what to keep and what to get rid of? These are all big life skills. So you are such a, you're such a beautiful mom wanting to take care of them and help them and make their life easier. I really hear that. And it's maybe time to pass that baton and say, great, now we need to talk about limits and how many stuffed animals is reasonable and how many can we get rid of? And like, like, okay, great. Are there any favorites that go into your memorabilia box? Are there any that we, you know, as we're getting closer to the holidays, do you want to donate any to make space for more presents that might come for the holidays? And, you know, and making them understand that that stuffed animal that they get rid of might go to someone who doesn't have any stuffies. And yeah, that might, and then that actually kind of starts to inspire them to want to release things that they're not using because they start to, you know, understand the generosity more. So yeah. there's so many benefits of doing it. And I, and 
I really honor the ways that you're trying to help your kids. It's so oh, beautiful. Let's, let's not pretend I'm not trying to help them. I'm trying to help me. <laughs> Both. It's, it's mutual. It's me. mutual. <laughs> because they don't seem to care that their room looks like a bomb went off. You know, well, it's, I'm the one who's like, ah, oh, I can't get to your bed or I have to be able to put your clothes away because I need to be able to find them. And we are like, we are transitioning them over more like, no, you need to be the one to put your clothes away. You're the one who finds them in the morning. Like, why am I doing this? And so we have been, and I don't know what it is, like my disconnect with my girls and my boys. Like, I don't touch my boys room. My 17 year old, like he's got his system and he has figured out how he wants everything. And it doesn't bother me. I don't know if it's just because like, I see their room when I walk out of my room, it looks right into theirs. And so I like see the mess or what it is, but their room, I'm like, ah, no. Be be like a, like a scientist experiment. What if you put a shear in front of their door, right? What if you, what if you did something that you didn't have to see it? Is it that you see it? And then you would let them kind of self-regulate a little bit better. Is it the fact that you need the door closed? Is it the fact that you're worried about their skill level? Like who knows what it is, but I would say, well, there's this very strange thing in organizing where we're just expected to like, okay, now I organize, now we get it done. Organizing is so much more than that. It's this very layered, complex process where we learn about ourselves, learn about each other, process emotions. Like it's why we can't just do a one and done. Like there's so much. So become like your own science experiment and see, am I less annoyed when I blank and, and just kind of start to play and see what works for you? Because being a great parent is really important, but we never want to forget who you are as an individual also. And yeah. you deserve to walk out of your door and not feel like you're looking at a task list of children's clutter. You deserve yeah. to just have a Tuesday and you get to do whatever you want to give yourself that. That's totally reasonable. And the, and the kids, I love natural consequences. It's just my favorite thing because I can... I can tell you all day long, my experience and you learning it on your own is just going to be so much more beneficial when your daughter sure. can't find her homework. She's going to feel the pressure and let's do that while they're under the roof of you, yeah. right? Like it's like, let's have you hit your knees while you're here so I can help yeah. you learn how to manage in the rest of the world. And I do that with so many other things with them. It's like, well, yeah, you probably need to like learn how to cook some things and like you need to learn how to operate the washing machine. And, you know, like we do that with other things. And I know other parents are better about keeping like having their kids clean their own room. I felt like I've tried so many times. And then especially I think because they share a room, if they're in there together cleaning, then they fight. And it's just like, ah, forget it. Never mind. I don't have the energy. We have such different clutter styles. My sister and I shared a room growing up and we were so different. She used to lay on the bed and say, princesses don't work. That was like, (laughs) and I'm like the good girl, the hyper functioner who's like cleaning everything up. I, you know, I'll never forget going. There was like one time we were cleaning and I said, I'm going to go to the restroom. And I came back in the whole, the whole room was clean. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow. And I opened the closet and it was like an avalanche. I was like, oh, and just our styles were so different. She never cared about that. Even as an adult, it was not as important to her. To me, it was always very important. And so it's also tricky because you have two different people living in very close proximity and one might be a total tidy person and one might be a very creative kind of whirlwind type personality. And so how do you have boundaries or what are the rules of engagement when you have two people living in such close proximity? And this isn't just for your kids. This is for every relationship where we might cohabitate 
or have to share spaces. Yeah. It's one of the big benefits of being single. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> you just can have your things the way that you want them. Yep. Hmm, do I really want to live with someone again? I don't know. Uh, right. Yeah. The holidays are here, ladies, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. We all know that with all the holiday fun and festivities also comes a lot of stress and harsh weather that can really take a toll on our skin. But thanks to OneSkin's disruptive approach that targets skin aging at the source, you can finish off 2023 with your skin at its healthiest. Plus, it's the perfect thing to give this Christmas or to ask for. That would be my preference. I have added OneSkin to my skincare routine that I do every single day, and I absolutely love their products. In fact, they just sent me one of their new mini bundles with the face and eye topical supplement, the body lotion, and the cleanser in a cute little travel bag, which I absolutely am adoring. This would be the perfect thing to give as a gift, use as stocking stuffers, or to take when you are traveling this holiday season. It would be perfect. I have now their face wash in addition to their moisturizer and eye cream and their body cream. I am loving my body cream and the idea that you can be using anti-aging skincare on your body. Hello. Yes, it's not just my face that I want taken care of. I don't want my arms getting all saggy and crepey and my legs and all the things. I love being able to have anti-aging products head to toe. That is really what OneSkin is giving me. But what makes OneSkin the best? Their products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of aged skin cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic? OS1 has actually been proven in the lab to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated, and glowing skin. I love using OneSkin morning and evening. It works beautifully under makeup. It does such a good job of just leaving me with really glowing, healthy-feeling skin because it really is. It's getting to those root causes and helping my skin to repair itself which I adore. So for a limited time, my listeners can enjoy an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code LIVEWELL when you check out at oneskin.co. This holiday season, give yourself and your loved ones a head start on New Year's resolutions by swapping your skin care for skin longevity. Again, you can use the code LIVEWELL at oneskin.co for 15% off. So I I love that point. And you also were bringing up the holidays. And that was something I specifically wanted to ask about because I think we're headed into Christmas. And so there's that pressure that a lot of people feel like, ah, I'm about to bring a lot more into my space. And then also right on the heels of that, a lot of us are feeling like New Year's resolutions. I want my house to be organized and clean. And so it's all kind of confounding at the same time. Where like right now, beginning of December, would you suggest is a good starting place for people to one kind of be prepared for Christmas and all the stuff and then two like incorporating practices that they can then use to launch their year well yeah so when it comes to receiving for Christmas we want to you know just think of the little mantra release to receive right we need to make space for what we're receiving yeah. you know you think about this when you're manifesting like a partnership for example you're not going to manifest your next partner when you're in a relationship with someone else right you want to like release them and be open to receive 
the person who's meant for you. So it's kind of the same with our clutter. And a lot of times we don't do that because we're so busy during the holidays. And one of the best things that I tell people is, you know, pick a yes for this year and pick a no, meaning what is the one thing that if you do this, you will feel like you had a very good holiday season. Maybe it's mm-hmm. watching White Christmas. Maybe it's going caroling. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, maybe it's celebrating Hanukkah with your family from, you know, the East Coast, like whatever it is, like find your thing that you're like, I have to say yes to this because it fills me with so much joy. And then pick at least one thing to say no to something that, you know, you don't like doing those Christmas cards cooking for everybody instead of ordering out, like whatever it is, pick the one thing that leaves you feeling a little like, "Eh," and just release that so that you have more space going into the holiday season. And then when it comes to our stuff, you know, there's that very old saying one in one out. Yeah. And I like to say two in or two out one in. So for every item you receive, try to get rid of two things. And so that can either mean that the day or two after the holidays, when you've received your gifts, you know, becomes a purging to make space. If you don't have time before the holidays or before the holidays, the idea is like, maybe you get a really cool, like maybe, well, okay. Maybe you get an old Amazon box and you just (laughs) decorate it, right? Maybe everyone draws on it, or maybe you, you know, put tinsel on it or I don't know, whatever you make it holiday flair. And then tell the whole family. It's like, we are filling three of these boxes to donate, to make space for what's coming and, or everybody gets their own box or, you know, and then that way you're starting to build that in. So releasing to receive is really, really important. And what I have to say about the new year, you may not like that much. So I'm here for whatever you've got to give us. I love it. So I am, so I used to be very much into the end of year like New Year's resolutions. I have like a book specifically devoted to it. On one page, I would write all the wins that I'd have through the year. And on the other side, I'd set intentions for the year ahead, like what my goals were. And what I'd notice is like every year I would do this and it felt like a great ceremony and I loved it. But most years I didn't do the things that were on the list. Most years I was like, oh my gosh, again, I'll just roll it over again. And I would kind of feel bad about myself and like, just kind of be like meh, but I would still do it because I'm I'm committed. I'm nothing. If not committed. <laughs> so I would keep going. But last year I found mold in my house and I had to move very unexpectedly right in the middle of the holiday season. And I didn't get to do my new year's resolutions because I was moving. So I decided, you know, winter is like for chilling anyways. It's like when the whole universe is like dormant and quiet and like, you know, nature is saying, go nai nai, it's time for rest. And, and yet humanity is like, buy, sell, trade, go move. You know, yeah. we're so intense <laughs> hustle new years when nature's like, why don't you take a nap? So yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to like listen to nature this year and I'm not going to do it in December. And instead I'm going to wait and do it on spring equinox. And oh. I am not joking, Mackenzie. I said, the same lofty goals that I set every year because I'm a, you know, I'm high functioning. And I (laughs) literally, I accomplished all of those goals within three months, within three months, insane things that had been on my list forever. And I honestly think it was because I lined up with the flow of the universe, because I think I really lined up with that. So that I will literally never go back to new year's resolutions again. I will continue to give myself lots of downtime and chill and like use that time for simmering on ideas and concepts and planning. And, you know, because like the last thing I need right now is to get all of next year dialed in. Like it's my job. Like I want to just keep marinating through rest. And then, and what I started doing after that is like every three months, I just give myself a new intention. So some months like spring and summer, I was on fire. I had a ton of things on my list and everything got done for fall. I was like, yeah, I don't feel that this, this next three months, I want to just receive. And so I am standing in the energy of receiving this three months and it's beautiful. 
Yeah. So so I just, yeah, I'm like a little anti new year's, but I love everything about switching to the seasons. No, I love that concept. I think that's so interesting to be thinking about. I know over the last couple of years, I've definitely been scaling down a lot from how I normally do my resolutions because I get that same thing. In fact, I did a whole video on Patreon last week about how I'm not doing power sheets this year. I don't know if you've heard of power sheets, but I looked back through them and I felt like ill going like, okay, yeah, none of this got done this year. Didn't end up going the way that I thought it would. And this is nothing but making me feel bad. Why am I doing this? Like I just need to burn it. Yes. And before the pandemic, I think we had a longer lead time. I think we had, I think we could do a year's worth of resolutions. Life is moving so fast. The universe is kicking up speed. No way. I mean, we might even get down to a week or a month at a time based on how things are moving now. And there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. that. Well, and there's a certain amount of two, like, I think a lot of the goals that I was presenting to myself were like, hit this number of, you know, followers or, you know, like these things that you don't actually have control over. Correct. (laughs) And so I've been trying to focus a lot more on the things that I do have control over. Well, what I can produce, I maybe can't control how many people decide to follow me, but I can control how many podcasts I put out or how many YouTube videos I put out like that, that is on me. And so if I can look more at like those daily practices and those things that are within my control, then that feels like a lot more manageable goal than trying to say like, okay, by this time next year, my life is going to be completely different because that just sets yourself up for failure. And, you know, it kind of gets us away from the authentic truth. Like I, you know, it's, I I'm the same. I've set so many goals for my growth or whatever. And I, I still have, my business has not had that big boom yet that I'm like waiting to have happen. (laughs) And it's so funny because, I mean, I trust the universe. I trust, you know, so my kind of prayer request now is, may I please be of service to those who I'm most suited to serve because Mm. I want to serve the right people, not all of the people because, and the world is weird. Like, I mean, sorry, no, I mean that it's a little weird right now. Like social media is a little weird. Like I really feel like I've been protected by not blowing up to a bigger level because people can be so nasty and snarky on there for no reason. Like I'll do a perfectly well-meaning, well-intended podcast or class. And someone will have something horrible to say as though I have just tried to disembowel their family members. And I'm like, I'm just trying to be of service. (laughs) So it's trusting also that the universe has our back. And like, I love what you're saying. Like, do what we can take action on ourselves, like what we can control. And then just put like kind of the request to the universe for like, how can I be of service in the best way? What is, who are the people I'm meant to serve? How am I meant to show up in the, you know, and it may absolutely not look the way that I would have put on my, you know, vision board three years ago. No, I, I love that. And that thinking also, I mean, we're, we're kind of off of the organizing topic, but I think that's okay because it's all, it's all in here. It's It's all all yeah, valid and warranted that, having the people who are meant for you and you're meant for them. Because I think we get so caught up with like, well, I need to be meeting everybody's needs. And as someone who's been struggling with imposter syndrome for the last few years, it's like you get so worried about, well, you know, I want to talk about organizing or I want to talk about planning on my Instagram, but then these people won't like it. And so what do I, well, then let them go. (laughs) Let them go. They're not meant to be there. And different people will come if you're showing up authentically. And I just, yeah, that's when I have to keep. It's so true. You know, and a friend said something really nice to me. So when I, when I published the book, I 
had this panic and I I've been told that this is a very normal panic for people who are authors that the minute you turn your manuscript in and you can't don't have any more control over any changes, you have this paralyzing fear that something bad is going to happen. Like, I'm not joking. I was picturing that I was going to need to hire a bodyguard detail to oh. protect me. And I've never had that thought ever in my life. And my coach at the time said, who's like a writing coach, she's like, that's so normal. Most authors wow. feel a version of that. Cause it, I don't, I actually have no idea what the psychology behind it is, but it was real. And my friend said to me, she said, star, you're not making anyone read your book or digest your podcast, or, you know, yeah. they're going to just stop if they are, if it's not for them, they're just going to stop and they're going to delete it and move on to something else. Or they're just going to set it down and not pick it back up. You're not hurting anyone by being of service in this way. The people who will find it are the people who are meant to find it. And that helped me so much to be yeah. like, oh, you're right. I'm not for, you know, no one has to keep pushing play or has to keep, yeah. you know, they can do their own thing. Yeah. No, I think that's such good advice. And we all just kind of like need to show up for real and then let the rest be what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which absolutely. is a lot easier to say than do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes a lot of trust. And but I think, you know, kind of pulling it back to organizing, organizing takes a lot of trust. Yeah. Having a business takes a lot of trust. Parenting takes a lot of trust. All the best things in life take a lot of trust because oftentimes there's no very clear pathway through. Mm -hmm. And even though my journey may look like this, your journey may look totally different and what works for you may look totally different. And so there is a leap of faith that we experience anytime we try a new system or release something yeah. like, what if I need this one day? Well, you might, you might need it one day. I've had people call me and be like, I can't believe we got rid of this thing. And I hear you, but you hadn't used it for 12 years and you're yeah. assuming that it worked. Like it may not have yeah. worked at all, but I hear your grief and I'm standing with you. And I think you made the right choice and everything's going to be okay. But there is, you know, for me, the beauty of this world is the emotional healing that we can do through these mm -hmm. journeys, through this organizing, through our businesses. And that's some of the most beautiful work that we can do. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like I'm, I'm very steeped right now in having like a mental health journey along with all the other things like, okay, it's not just my business. It's how I'm feeling about life that is impacting my business. And like all of those things are all intertwined. And that was one of the things I just so loved about your book is it's very easy to have an organizing book with the 10 steps that you need to take to be able to get yourself together. But like you're saying, there's something so much deeper to it. And when we really get in there to our own real messes and the real things that we're working with, then we can start to make real progress. And that, that yeah. was just so such a revelation in your book. Thank you. Well, that's, I feel like the whole cornerstone of my philosophy that makes me a little different than most other organizers out there is I believe that if we have recurring clutter, and again, I'm not talking about pathologized clutter, you know, next level hoarding or, sure. you know, something related to a mental health, you know, issue that needs to be addressed. I mean, recurring clutter in a regular situation, almost always it is serving us in some ways. We are using that clutter as a communication, or we're using it for creativity or protection or a sense of security or connection. There are so many beautiful ways. And once you start to unpack your clutter in a way that is, is not so negative and, and hostile and kind of like beating ourselves up about it. And instead saying, wow, I'm, I'm keeping all these things out so that I feel connected to my mom or mm -hmm. this stuff being around makes me feel safe. Like I tell a story in my TEDx talk about, you know, a client that I worked with and he had half of his bedroom was filled with boxes 
And that was a level of protection for him because he had been in a really unhealthy, abusive relationship and he needed to feel safe. And that those boxes made him feel like no one can get in here. And it actually did give him the time to heal that he needed. And when he started feeling that call to organize and when we started working on it together, that's when he was ready. And so I always say, it's okay if you're not ready yet. Like you're, you're on time. You're not late for anything. You are getting the lessons that are here for you through the clutter. And I, I really view clutter. I totally anthropomorphize it, but I view clutter (laughs) as like a friend who's trying to help us. And that really softens it makes it feel a lot more uh, full of potential then full of stress and overwhelm. Yeah. No, I I really liked that chapter in your book because you have so many different stories like that about like the the real reason that was behind the clutter. Like you were saying, like the safety or, you know, whatever it is, it may seem like one thing on the surface, but it usually, it usually isn't. So no. And I love that you, like you, because you've read the book, you know, the rooms have different meanings. And so every room has a different meaning. Yeah, and so the bathroom so is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. The bathroom is like our center for emotions. It's also the space for, you know, self-reflection, like it's, it's releasing toxicity. And so it makes sense that your bathroom would have a level of chaos slightly engaged because you're, you go in there and you like release and like you take a shower and all of the kind of dirt falls off of you and you wash your hands. Like it's a releasing of toxins. And so there's a state of yeah, we all need somewhere we can go to just unfurl. And sometimes the bathroom can be that space and it's beautiful. Yeah. As soon as you said that in the book, I was like, that is the place I hide when I like need to cry or whatever. (laughs) It's the emotions. Yeah. Like that's the place where we, we get rid of all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's so good. So well done. Ladies, if you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. There's still time to find incredible original gifts with the help of Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only, and it's not stuff you can find just anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream last minute and find something truly original at uncommongoods.com. A couple of my favorite things from their site and what I'm actually asking for for myself is the Stay Cool adjustable laptop desk. As many of you know, my computer regularly gets overheated and I actually really like to work like from the couch or sometimes from my bed, but I don't have a great lap desk to be able to do that on that will also help me to be able to keep my laptop from getting overheated. So this Stay Cool adjustable laptop desk looks like just the thing. I'm so excited to be asking for that because I think it's going to make a really big difference to my workday and really help help my little old computer to be hanging in there better. But they have so many different things on Uncommon Goods. I've found great really cute creative crafting supplies for my girls. They've got everything from art and jewelry to kitchen, home, bar, anything that you're looking for. They even have classes and they're really fun with these classes because they give you the kit to do whatever it is, but then the class will actually teach you how to use the kit. They've got cooking and mixology, crafts, gardening, and so much more that you can learn about and actually have the stuff to do. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than two and a half million dollars to date. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash live well. That's uncommongoods.com slash live well for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. 
in addition to your book, what other resources do you have for people to help them with this organizing and decluttering and like getting to the heart of it all? Absolutely. So I have, if your listeners go to starhanson.com forward slash podcast, they can download a free digital copy of the book. They can also take a quiz that I've created called the listen to my monster clutter quiz, where it basically tells you what clutter monster is stopping you from getting organized. But on my website, I have a million resources. And, and I do that because organizing is so deeply personal and Mm-hmm. not everybody's a good fit. There's going to be people who are my ride or die, stay with me for life. I've been working with some people for the full 20 years I've been in business and wow. some people who come get what they need in six months and go. But I really support people finding the right fit for them. So I have like literally like a million resources that you can download for free on my website to find out like, how is clutter talking to me? What can I do? Is there a way that I can just start to, you know, get my head above water in a very simple, practical way? I, you know, I have things as simple as 10 things you can organize in 20 minutes or less or nice. you know, video classes. If you want to just go for a walk and listen, because, you know, we all have to kind of start somewhere. And I have, um, a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, I started the chaos to calm organizing community. And I did that because when I was launching my 10 steps class, I was so excited about that. And it's like a superhuman effort to build anything online. You're like, I did it. I crossed the world. But the minute I did it, I thought, oh no, this isn't what people need. Like they do need it, but what they actually need is ongoing support because most Mm -hmm. people are alone in their homes, trying to figure this out, feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, thinking they're the only ones with this problem. And I wanted the answer to that. So when I started the chaos to calm community, the intention of it was over the course of a year, we organize a different room every month. We talk about the emotional things that go on that keep us stuck in our clutter. We do Q and A. So you get like so much access to me. It's like, you know, organizer for super cheap. And then we also do group organizing sessions. And that has been one of the most revelatory things because a lot of times people just need someone there with them. And so we all get on zoom and we fire it up and we work on our projects and I'm there to answer questions. If you get stuck and it is so beautiful. Like last two weeks ago, we did a session and we had scheduled two hours and we got so into it that like, I think like most of us stayed for six hours. It was crazy. (laughs) And I think we finally stopped just because everybody's batteries started dying. Yeah. We were like, okay, but it was, it was so great, but it's like, there's no, you know, it just, it feels so much better when you're working with other people. You don't feel like you're alone. You feel like you're in community. And that's just, honestly, that's been one of the best things that I've ever experienced in my career is watching people come together and really um, make such big progress in such a simple way. I love that. I've I've been talking about that with our patrons lately. Like, how can we do things more together? Because it does, especially if you're very isolated in your home, which I think a lot of us became during the pandemic. And and I I've always worked from home and it becomes so isolating. So when you have people to work on specific projects with, that's got to be really impactful and helpful. So much so. Well, you know, it's the concept of body doubling, which just working in tandem with someone else, you're more focused, you get more done, you feel more confident. There are so many benefits that have just been proven through science that yeah. of how positive it is for us. And it's especially good if someone is struggling with ADHD or tends to get distracted. It can be so, so helpful. And it's, I mean, if anything, it's like, I just keep growing that part of it because it feels like we're starting in January, we're starting to do one where it's just paperwork, because one of the things that I see people struggle with is they don't know how to organize paperwork. And I mean, please, there are organizers who hate to organize paperwork. So I get it. I'm not one of them. I'm like a crazy person who can organize paperwork for 20 hours a day, 
but I want to teach that. So it's like, we'll get together for like only an hour at a time and just organize a little bit. So people get used to it. It stops feeling so scary, stops feeling so overwhelming. And that's what we want. We want organizing to stop feeling like this root canal without Novocaine and instead make it feel like a self-care routine. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we can find all of that at starhanson.com. Yep. And forward slash podcast, if they want the free book, they can, they Uh, can grab it and download it. Wish I would have known that before we came on here. Oh no. (laughs) Like I was telling you before I had the audio book, so it's great. You did a great job on the audio book, but I needed like a physical book to look at. So I want to like write things down. I'm the same way. I'll like, if I really love a book, I'll listen to it. And then I buy the hand copy or the physical copy. Oh, I just obsessed. Yep. Yep. I always have to then get in there and do the highlighting and like taking the notes and all the things. So totally. Okay. Let's move. I mean, I feel like we could really go on here for a while, but we should probably move into the end of this podcast. So what does a typical day look like for you? Hmm. A typical day for me is waking up. So I am single also. And so I get the luxurious joy of sleeping as long as I want, which for me is five o'clock. So I wake up at five. I know it's so luxurious. I tend to meditate. I'll go for a walk. I will then come into my office. My work is really my sacred space. Like this is my purpose, my calling. So I spend a lot of energy in here, you know, helping clients, writing, recording videos, classes, that kind of thing. And then at night, like, I don't know. So right now I'm very much in the winter zone. So I live in you know, New Mexico and it is snowy right now and it gets dark so early and it's so beautiful. So I have been like curled up doing puzzles or knitting or reading, like like maybe I'm an octogenarian or something, but I love it. I'm, (laughs) I'm okay with it. Hey, I've been cross stitching lately, so I love it with you. Yeah. It's good for nervous system regulation. I'm, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I think that sounds great. So what is one little way, and maybe you already shared it with us, but just some little way that you live well anyway, just a little pleasure that helps you to take care of yourself in the middle of life's chaos. In my office, I have this little sitting area and it looks out of the window over the mountains as the sun is rising. And so I like, I'm obsessed with podcasts, of course, who isn't, but I will listen to like Dr. Huberman and he talks about getting light in your eyes first thing in the morning, but it's 18 degrees where I live. And that, that doesn't sound good to me. So I took the screen off of my window upstairs and I just open it up and I put my little face out and the heater is on my feet. And I will like literally take in the world and watch the sunrise and have the birds kind of flying around. And it's just, it's the most magical part of my day is watching the sunrise from the warmth of my house with the windows open so that I can get the light in my eyes. It's just, it's such a special moment just to be in that moment. I love that. That's a great way to do that and still, still stay bundled. Stay warm. Yes. Yeah. I know. I always, I always feel that way too. Like I live in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not going to be out like grounding and all of these things outside when it's Same. snowing and freezing and not I my feel jam. Like we go from like rattlesnake season to freezing cold oh, season. Like, yeah. d- you know, don't get bit, but then also like, and don't get sunburned because we're at 5,000 feet elevation. So like, you know, it's yeah. aging is happening and an accelerated <laughs> pace, but, or it's like, or freezing cold. And I'm like, I'm not going out. Cause I'm from Tucson. So I'm from hot weather. Warm. Yeah. I lived in California for 20 years. Like I'm not built for bad winters, yeah. but thank God Santa Fe is like winter light. It's, it's very nice. sweet. It's a gentle winter. That's good. I know <laughs> I'm, I'm praying for a gentle winter this year. We'll, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. I know you guys yeah. have been hit lately. I know it's intense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Luckily this year we've heard it's not supposed to be too bad. Our first snow is currently melting off and my kids are like, no. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Thank you. We still have four months. Kids calm down. Yeah. There's plenty of time. (laughs) Totally. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? I am. All right. Would you prefer candles or essential oil diffuser? Ooh, essential oil diffuser. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Cloth. 1000%. My mom gets... I, my poor mom will come visit me and I always try to do like zero waste. And so I have shop towels everywhere. I just go and buy like a whole thing of them. And then they, they become my napkins and cleaning rags and this and that. And she's like, where's the paper towels? And I'm like, Oh, who who needs a paper towel? We have shop rags. We'll just, (laughs) she's like, are you okay? Are you financially? I'm like, I'm fine. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. So always cloth everything. If it's reusable, I'm a happy girl. I love that. My mom is that same way. Like with the paper towels. She uses paper towels for everything because she's convinced it's not sanitary unless it can be thrown away. So yeah, yep. totally. Totally. I know one time my mom came to visit and she bought me like so much stuff. And I think she thought I was like living in squalor. And I was like, I'm uh, trying to do zero waste. I'm trying yeah. so hard. It was so cute. I was like, I There's love a purpose. how much you love me. Exactly. I was like, this is intentional. I promise. That's funny. <laughs> it's really cute. I love, I love yeah. my mom. She's the best. That's cute. Okay. City or country? Country. All right. Paper or digital? How dare you? How dare you make me choose both? I want both. So I require both. So when I'm doing all my functional things, my task lists, my calendars, all of my, you know, storage of great ideas and information, all digital. But for me to think, really think, I have like a a giant whiteboard on my right-hand side in here. I have inside of my closet, a giant year calendar. That's also a whiteboard. I have a physical planner. So I, I need like space Mm -hmm. to process, but when I'm on the go and I'm functioning, I am all digital all the time. So it it varies planning paper, like functional day-to-day digital, a hundred percent. Okay. Sounds good. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? I'm going to live in a fantasy world where if I go to the store, they have what I need. Right? Options. So that's the fantasy I'm going to live in. I want so to you're living person. in like the fifties or something. Exactly. Well, I like, I ordered something on Poshmark because I'm always wanting to like, you know, reuse and, and be more conscious of our planet. And that's really important to me. And things will come in there shrunk or they feel different. Oh. So I'm like, so it's, yeah. it is, it's just, and online is the same thing where I'll order stuff. And then I feel so wasteful because it's like, well, now I have to send 90% of it back because yeah. I don't know what size I am because yeah. they make women's sizes so consistent. I'm, yeah. She says while rolling her eyes, like it's, it's complicated. So yeah, always in person, but in the fantasy world where they have lots of options for us to choose from. Yeah. Like, like the good old days. Yeah, totally. Because there was a time we could go in stores and find stuff, but yeah. it is, it is long gone. It is so long yeah. gone. I mean, I I don't know. And I know I'm not alone in this. I cannot figure out what boots to get for this season because skinny jeans are out. I hear everyone. I hear you. But I don't have boots that don't work with skinny jeans and I don't know what yeah. to do. I'm so confused. So it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Like I need to go in person and try things on and see them. I can't yeah. do that online. It's very complicated. Well, Speaking of boots, I got a new pair this year. Same problem. And it took me taking my 17-year-old and my mother because he could be like, no, mom, those don't work. I was like, I didn't even know that you knew. But apparently (laughs) you do have a very valid opinion. Well, and can I like, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. 
this is why the fashion industry makes me crazy because for us to be not out of season, we have to buy five new pairs of jeans and two new pairs of, like, it makes me so mad where I'm like, my skinny jeans are still just fine. I can definitely get a couple more years out of them. Why does this now become a mark of like, so I try to go more classic. I know you do too. It's like, I just like, if it works on my body, I'm going to wear it. And you know, guess what? I'm not a gen Z. So no one is going to mistake yeah. me for a Gen yeah. Z. Like that's going to be okay. But it is, it's like, it's so frustrating how the, I don't know, consumerism at large will try to make us jump through these hoops that next year they're going to change the rules again. And then yes. again and again. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like I, I had a good long run with those skinny jeans. Same. They were really working for me. So now I'm, I'm, I'm wearing them today. Yeah. I won't lie. And I, I find them. myself wearing my leggings so much more that I've said goodbye to my skinny jeans because I still want the same silhouette. But yeah, that's that's like I feel a like whole someone's holding thing. me. To- I feel like when I'm wearing yeah. my skinny jeans or my leggings, I'm being held. Someone is giving me a little <laughs> yes. leg cuddle. That's what it feels like. Yes. And I these love are it. my my weighted blanket of clothing items. <laughs> yeah. But back on the uh, on the boots, I bought a pair that I thought were great. One where they were destroyed, like Oy. the whole side of them sheared off because I thought they were leather. They weren't real leather. And then they fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so even when you're trying to buy stuff that's like supposedly better for the planet, it doesn't last. And so that doesn't feel better. You know, it's a no, it's thing. such a waste. I know I'm like, I've learned like a few years ago, I don't buy anything that's not waterproof. I feel like yes. I've become like a functional Martha now because I'm like, I would have these beautiful shoes. And then if any kind of weather would happen, I would just never wear them. And then they'd sit yeah. there in the closet where I was like, I need you to be workhorses. I'm only going to own 10 of you, but yeah. I need you to do your job. I need you all to pull your weight. Absolutely. <laughs> <All weather. laughs> yep. I took, luckily I bought them at Nordstrom. So I was like, oh, I take yes. these back and I would give like to me give something these. that works. <laughs> Good choice. Yes. yes. Nordstrom has the best return policy. I'm so yeah. grateful for them. For I that. know. Yep. I bought a pair of shoes. I mean, this is, we're so off topic, but I bought a pair of <laughs> shoes that I never wore again because it was like, oh, they had to be with like one certain thing. I took them back to the rack a year later and got a full refund because I'd never worn them. Like, Amazing. Look at you, Nordstrom. Go go Nordstrom's. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Say, same. If I had to do a big purchase, I try to go to Nordstrom because it's like, yeah. I need to know that I'm going to be taking, and same with REI. I also love REI Mm. for their return policy. Like, you know, you'll go and get a pair of hiking boots and then you wear them out and you're like, oh, these are all wrong and they will take them back and then they'll sell them. Like they're not even throwing them into the dumpster. They're selling them at their like garage sale thing that they do. So uh, big fan, big fan of good return policies and quality products. Yes. I think this is the longest I've ever talked about the shopping question, but (laughs) we just keep going. I just think it just go forever. I know. Girl we need talk. like numerous episodes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Music. All right. What music would you listen to? Don't judge me. I've really gone down the Taylor Swift bandwagon this year. Like this oh. year it was like Spotify was like, all you listened to was Taylor. And I was like, because she's good. Stop giving me a hard time. Like I feel like a tween, but she's so good. Yeah. Well, I have an eight and an 11 year old. So got sucked into that hardcore. My Spotify wrapped was like all the Broadway show six and <laughs> Taylor Swift. Love it. We went to the movie in the theater. Yeah. Like I, there's something, there is something there. It just makes yeah. you feel a thing. I don't know. It's like, I love listening to anyone who makes me feel something. I either yeah. want like 
sharp background music, meaning like focus music that makes me mm. want to be really sharp, like just yeah. kind of gets me into a zone. Or I want to like feel something when I listen and I'm always like listening to the words. I'm a lyrics kind of girl. Oh, yeah, for and sure. so I can't. So when we do our group organizing sessions, which is called the organizing playground, I will make these mix like lists oh, of things. A mix, I'll make a mixtape. And I will sometimes be mortified at some of the lyrics <laughs> that I hear. Because like, for example, it was LL Cool J where it's like doing it and doing it and doing it. Like, oh, I was like, oh, that's a great motivating song. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Hold that on is there. a very sexual song. <laughs> I was like, hard pass. I was like, like, remove it. I was like, LL, I love you, but we can't have you here. Yeah. Just not a that's... situation. <laughs> yeah. Words, I just only hear the words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know there were songs that when I went to the Taylor Swift movie concert thing with my daughters that I hadn't even heard before. And I was like, oh, gosh, like that one really hit. Nobody look at me. (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. Exactly. (laughs) It's so she like her lyrics can be. so. It's like I'm a poet also. So I love writing poetry and her lyrics are poetry. It's so beautiful. Like you can do their poetry put to music and so interesting and clever and sharp and lovely. There's like one for everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know. I yeah. I wish that I was like, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I wish I wasn't embarrassed, but it's, I, I think it's because in my brain, she's locked in as like a 12 year old. And so I'm like, I know I'm <laughs> listening to a 12 year old. I'm sorry, but I'm I not know. sorry. I love but it. But you know what? I embraced listening to the Jonas brothers a few years ago and I had never like been a fan of them, but I was like, you know what? This stuff I am really enjoying. So I am just going to enjoy it. Just do it. Cause you know what, eventually what will happen is you'll get it out of your system and then you move on to something else. So like enjoy it as much as you can. We're at the age where we can just enjoy the thing. Yes. We don't have have, to worry. Do you ever have this thought where like, you think, is this the last time I'm ever going to hear this song? Like there, like there was like songs from my like, you know, twenties and I would hear them and be like, right. Like you hear the song and it's like, oh my God, I wouldn't even know how to describe that. Cause it's not such a big hit. You're, you're ever going to hear it again. But you have that moment of like, this might be the last time of our time together. Or like the old stuff that you loved. Mm-hmm. And then you just hear it like a one-off and be like, oh my gosh, I forgot. That just encapsulated like a whole time in my life. And what, where's all the good old music that I used to listen to? It was yes. great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. By the way, I went to Lauren Hill. The Lauren Hill was on tour and I went to a concert of hers with a friend. And, you know, I was like intimidated. It's like, oh, concert, I've got to get dressed up. I've got to leave yeah. the house and take off my sweats. <laughs> no way, you know. And we got there and I was like, oh, everybody's my age. We're fine, everyone. We're yeah. fine. It's very calm. But what was so funny was watching, like, I think I forget the name of the song, but it was like something. So Ride the Pony, like it's like a hip hop song and I forget the name of it. But everyone was singing it, like watching people in the like concession stand singing it, the security people were singing it. Like it's not a Lauren Hill song. It was like kind of playing before then. But I was like, it's so fascinating to watch people hear their old jams and just lose their mind with joy. It was like yes. such a special moment. Yes. There is really something about that when all it's like you recapture your youth for a yes. moment. You feel <laughs> your, you feel yourself again. Yes. Uh. I love that. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. We're like, I'm like the worst no. at this. Cause I love talking to you. So we're like, it's going to no. be like an 80 hour finishing of this podcast. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It just means I need to have you back on again. We need to talk about like, a bunch more stuff. Okay. <laughs> Chocolate, milk or dark? Neither. Okay. I know. I just lost half of your listeners. I'm so sorry. If I had, if you gun to head, Ch- milk milk for sure but if I like if if I have chocolate in the house I won't ever see it now if you interesting if you give me ice cream it's gone instantly immediately gone ice cream is my jam chocolate is like 
I wasn't made for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh my gosh. Okay. So there was one a long time. <laughs> now you can feel the energy picking back up. There was this boutique coffee shop or ice cream shop in Los Angeles that went out of business and they had a lavender. No, no, no. This was a olive oil basil ice cream. And it Interesting. was obscenely good. Uh, like just obscenely good. And then second is probably like a lavender honey in San Francisco. And the next one is probably like a peppermint. There's like a candy cane one that I just got from like, but I'm like an artisanal junkie. Like I want, if I'm going to have ice cream, I'm going to make it myself or I'm going to have it made by somebody who really cares and has invested creativity into it. It's like, I don't want like briars. I want like someone had a creative idea with their ice cream. That's impressive. That went in place I wasn't expecting. Like you're making your own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love making my wow. own ice cream. I'll make avocado ice cream. I'll do wow. oh, yeah. cookies and cream is like my traditional like bestseller for my, you know, when I'll bring it to someone's house because everyone likes cookies and cream. So yeah, it's, but I just, I love, I'll even do like vegan varieties. Like I'll do like a chocolate peanut butter, vegan ice cream. I just, it makes me so happy to cook for people and to create interesting things like nectarine ice cream was amazing or lemon. Lemon ice cream is probably my favorite to make for myself. That's so good. That is so interesting. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I hope like, I've won back anyone episode. who was disgusted yes. by my lack of desire to eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I find that like so intriguing. That's that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> okay. Sports or no sports? No sports. All right. Amen, sister. <laughs> Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Wait, I don't understand the question. Like, uh, would you rather do stories or watch somebody else's stories? Oh, do them. Oh, all day. Okay. You just put a camera on my face, put me in coach. But watching, yeah, I like, by the end of the day, my hands are tired of holding devices and looking at devices. So yeah, yeah I get a little maxed out. Okay. Favorite movie. We have reached okay. the favorite movie question. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I'm going to say this movie and I, so again, it's, I don't know why I feel I have to quantify this. So it's not of like all time because I feel like there's so many genres and moments and, you know, context is contexts, but <laughs> one of my favorite movies that I love watching right now is book smart. And it's this like, it was kind it. of a, oh my gosh, it was like such a sleeper of a movie. It came out in like 2019 and it's a coming of age story about these two female best friends. And I just love it so much. It's witty and fun and interesting. The characters are all well-developed and strong. It's so enjoyable. And one of my favorite parts about it is, is that every time the two best friends get dressed, they just have like a fawn off on each other. They're like, oh my gosh, how dare you be so beautiful how dare you like grace the world with your beautiful sunshine like the way they love each other is the way I love my best friends and it just Aww. makes me feel so happy to see female encouragement and love in such a joyful way oh I love that was it directed by Olivia Wilde it was okay I've heard of it but I haven't seen it so I'll I recommend it it's great it's so lovely it was really it's just really lovely yeah I will definitely have to check it out that sounds good okay and finally, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kubaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum? Oh my God, I love that your 10 ends there. My 10 ends <laughs> at like people living in 5D and the mate, like the, the, I feel like there's like, we've, we've gone actually beyond 10. We're like now at like a 15. Yeah. I would say, uh, 
So I would say that when it comes to my spirituality, I'm probably like a 12. Okay. Out of 15 would be my guess. But when it comes to shaving, I'm like a two and <laughs> showering. I'm also like a two. So yeah. I don't know. It's my, one of my best friends. So she is so she's a, she's a total hippie and she grew up in like Silicon Valley and always looked put together. And I grew up on a ranch and my name is star. And so she always used to say, she's like, I am Hollywood with hippie aspirations. And she goes, star, you're hippie with Hollywood aspirations or some, something like that. But I was like, that totally makes sense because you would think that I'd be a total hippie and I can be spiritually, but mostly I'm also just like, I don't know. I, I definitely like my showers and I like yes. shaving for sure. So I'm a mix. I'm a mix. But you all. also don't have paper towels. So, no. you know, oh, like yeah. you've got, you've then got I'm a 20. I'm yeah. a 20. If yeah. That, if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think it's going to be really helpful to people. Thank you, Mackenzie. It was so great to be here with you today. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, please. Yep. <laughs> Oh my goodness, ladies. Star was so much fun. We literally could have just kept going and going and going. We had so much to talk about. She was an absolute blast. I hope you enjoyed that episode and all the things that she had to talk about. If you want links to anything that she talked about, her book, her website, the free link to her book, um, hello, you can head over to the show notes by going to mckenziecoppacom slash podcast or swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on and you will be able to find the links there as well. As always, as you are doing your holiday shopping, if you shop through any of our links, it is so appreciated. So anytime you're doing any of your shopping from Amazon, if you just get to Amazon by going to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon, it is so helpful for us to keep the lights on for me to be able to get Christmas presents next year for, you know, like my children. When you shop for yours, it is so, so helpful. So thank you when you support our sponsors. It helps them to know that their sponsorships are actually working. And I so appreciate when you rally around these companies that I really believe in and have really come out to support the show. So thank you so much for supporting those who support us. Also, if you just want to, you know, like tell your friends about the show, it's a great time of year to get them involved in listening to a podcast about planning and new year. We've got a lot of episodes coming up in the next few weeks. Katie and I are going to talk about our favorite books from this past year, the books we're looking forward to reading in 2024. We're going to do some festivity things around Christmas with recipes and all kinds of things. And then, of course, our annual episode about our words of the year and all the things we have planned for 2024 is all coming up in the next few weeks. You're not going to want to miss it. And it's so much more fun when you have someone to talk about a podcast with. So tell your friends, tell them on social media or send them a text. If you just share a text over to them with a link to a particular podcast episode that you have recently really enjoyed, it so helps us to keep reaching a new audience and expanding the podcast year after year after year. Thank you so much to those of you who do that regularly. It is so appreciated. It really means a lot. All right, you guys, until next week, go be bold and gracious. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 